0: How scared your boat to be so many questions, but there's never only one little simple answer. I could not bring myself to be anything for you. I'm a countdown for this one. everybody. It's another Friday the 13th recording, and you know what that means here at the Adam Ask Chuck podcast. It's a naked episode, everybody. Another nude cast for the two of us. Whoa, I don't even remember the last one. That's how drunk Charlie got me. Heyo. Wait, why Why are you saying there's two Friday the 13th in a year? That's just a bold-faced lie. Two Friday the 13th in a year? It happens. Every time there's a Friday the 13th in April, we get another one in March, because April... Has a number of days divisible by seven, and that's as much as you're going to learn today, folks. That was a lot of calendar talk, mm-hmm. or information, maybe. It was pretty quick. It was yeah. pretty quick information. That's all you really needed to say. Bing, bang, boom. We got. The Do you know across. any other calendar facts that people? Calendar facts? Leap years. They happen every seven years, and uh... <laughs> that's it. Okay, you know better than that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm only joking, but I'm actually pretty bad at how many days are in a month. You good at that one? Like uh, month. No, I'm awful. I say uh, June. I just kind of say the month and then I'm like, does 31st sound like a day I've been alive? Yeah. G- uh, you want to take a step? No, that's not interesting. Welcome hey. uh, to the interesting podcast where days of the month don't matter because we value all year round. Silky smooth, sticky sweet. Oh, we're back to the catchphrases. <laughs> ah, people like callbacks. People like. Uh, Has anyone told you that though? I feel like that's pure speculation. That is speculation. Makes you feel in it. Yeah, I think that we. I think. All right, I think uh, we need to give the listeners something if they want to, you know, be like, "Hey, come up to us and tell us the green tea is in the basement." Oh, <laughs> we buy you a beer. One of those things where they're like, "I'm a, I'm a loyal." I don't know. Just tell I them. I still say, just send mail to the Comedy Club on State in care of Adam S. Chuck, and I will buy you an entire pitcher of beer. Oh, wow. If that you is... send any amount of money to the Comedy Club on State in care of Adam Ask Chuck, mm-hmm. it's going to be cheap beer. We might have to go to a different bar. <laughs> yeah, best, we got a nice bar. We're not buying them Comedy Club priced no. beer pitchers, but... Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we, we're here uh, today uh, in honor of the troops. As always, thanks troops. Mm-hmm. Recording on behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks They're for listening. Overseas, all their podcasts are currently on hold. So, um, Oh, is that part of what a trade? Is that something happening? Do yeah. we stop the import-export of podcasts? Well, you send troops overseas. They can't keep recording their podcasts. So we're recording podcasts that they can't record. Oh, I see. A lot of troop podcasts? Eh. I don't know largely i don't know military focused or maybe mm-hmm. they probably got other hobbies too do you think any of them just walked away from basic training like thinking their new name is scum or maggot like hey i'm maggot over here we got scum on the on the ones and twos i, I don't believe they're that malleable but <laughs> okay well they gotta break them and then they build them up and then they go fight and then they come back and they're like who am i and they're broken again yeah yes they get pretty broken yeah not a great system we have. Uh, room for Im- needs improvement. If we, I was giving uh, our country's military program, <laughs> like a kindergarten report card where there's no A, B's and C's, I would go, and I, needs improvement. I'd give him one of those frowny faces, but it's not frowning too hard. It's got like a little mild frown. Okay. Like, like somewhere in the pain scale at the doctor's office? mm mm-hmm. Where he's like, Maybe like I'm uncomfortable, six. but... Mm-hmm. Also, if you put some better TV on, I'd be a little happier. Yeah, I feel like a six on there. I'm like, oh, that's a bowel problem. That's mm, yeah. indige- That's a stomach issue. I feel like most of those faces on that chart are just I have to poop. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And uh, I, if I know one thing about our listeners, they all have to poop too. So <laughs> let's get it moving. Like your bowels, hopefully, will soon. Have an apple. It works every time. I have a question today. So, I was a kid, and uh, it all started (laughs) back when I was a kid. Um, Middle school, they made us read. Did they make you read in school? Ah, Somebody did. I don't know why I was doing it otherwise. Yeah. So, one thing I read, I was at the age when uh, I started reading Harry Potter when there were two books out. Mm-hmm. And so they were coming out pretty fast, bam, so I'd bam. be like, oh yeah, I remember the first two, I'll read the third, I'll read the fourth, and then towards the fifth, I got away from it, and I never really watched the movies, are you are you caught up on this, uh, little, little, little Harry, Harry Potter? Little HP, hmm. HP Lovecraft, I know him, I read him books, one through seven Ooh, movies. How many, is that all the books, seven? Yeah. First piece of info, seven books. Seven books, eight films. Uh Uh-huh. Did every single one get thicker? That was a thing for a while. I think they kind of leveled off. It went like 280 pages, 330 pages, and then it was like 350. And then, yeah, she started making them all like 800 to 1000 pages I think five was the first really big one and that's where i stopped i think i looked at it my jaw fell open like a cartoon coyote looking at it, a sweet dame those books were crazy big that's, i feel like you still if you try to get people if your first novel in a series of novels starts at 900 pages who is reading that? yeah no you gotta hook them which she did. Yeah, you hook them with these short ones. She hooked them like she hooked fish down by the river in that van she was living in, <laughs> that aforementioned. But she... I think the move... Here's the move. You don't let people know. You make the first book look fairly big, not too big, but a little bigger than she did. Mm-hmm. And you print really large. Mm. And then slowly over time, the books stay the same length, but you're getting really small, so you're tricking people into reading more. I like that. So, that box set, it's consistent. Uh-huh. Because it... it Yeah, it really... It's a little bit weird how she started that first one. She had to do the whole exposition Mm -hmm. of... Hey, by the way, wizards exist. This boy, he's a wizard. He's the best wizard or most famous known wizard for whatever reason. And he goes through an entire school year. And it all wraps up at about 280 pages. And then she's got another school year, like five books later. And that school year, even with all the context already established... Takes about three times as long to go through the same school year. Yeah, and you think going to a new school should be the most eventful school year. You don't get in your rhythm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's always the biggest thing is the new school. If I wrote the books of my life, it Mm. would be like, yeah, you start a new school. That's a big old book. And then you could just go, oh, yeah, grade seven. That was, I got a couple of pages in there. Not too much changed. Kyle and Amy broke up, but that was like... Just a summer thing anyway, they wrote a couple notes Yeah, you know, like that was the unit in gym class where we had to square dance instead of playing dodgeball for some reason uh-huh. And then I did well on a test, and then I did poorly on a test And then we went to the pool, and then the school year was over Yeah That was more or less how it went But for this, Harry's life kept getting more and more interesting by the year Let's see is... how deep the rabbit hole goes That's a quote from something uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. I'd buy it. <laughs> all right. So, first question: the the movies were not when you watched them, right? You read the books first. I had the first three books read to me. Oh, via wow! My, via my mother. Wow, what loving parents! Yeah. And now you don't talk to them ever. How does that work? I talk to you my. Got parents. all your love? All right. They're, I mean, they live close by, so I. It's one of those things. If I lived, your relationship with your parents is as if they lived on the east coast. If my parents lived on the East Coast, I would have to talk to my parents all the time because they'd be mm. like checking in. They'd be like, "Hey, what are things like over on the East Coast?" Instead, they're like, "Well, we know." Right, you can't really talk about the weather. Be like, "It's raining here today," and be like, "Yeah, we know." Yeah, <laughs> if they call me up and they ask me all these details about where we live, I go, "Yeah, we share a county. We yeah. don't. We don't need to address this. We're just we're uh, hop skipping a lake away from each other." Uh-huh. Um, so, and I, you know, I go, I'll check in with them for a couple hours every couple of weeks, and we I, have a good time. I not we... mean to accuse you of being a ungrateful son. I'll be, I feel like I get this a lot. A lot of people are like, what's with your parents, your <laughs> relationship with your parents? And I'm like, I don't know, we're friends. You're on the same page. That's really all the only difference, mm-hmm. is the amount of contact my parents want to have, more parent, one in specific, is uh, at a different level than what I want to... Hmm. Not because of any one particular reason or another, but it's just like, I think about your, oh God. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think just about wanna... you slightly less than you think about me. You think about your parents slightly <laughs> yeah, less than sounds awful. Yeah, that's, oh, well, not both of them. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about it. I see them. We get along. They saw me do comedy for the first time. Oh, yes. Like four a, years in. A month ago. Yeah, four years in. But I mean. What did they, what did they say? They're like, oh, it's funny. I like the duck joke. <laughs> <laughs> what duck joke? The joke about how do you want your duck prepared? Mm. Which I don't do that you one have that a often. Dead duck joke. I have a live duck joke. Yep. We really covered covered all the duck bases. and did... mallards. Oh, you want to collaborate on a bit on that? Local ball, Lucille ball. I know what it is. All right. Now okay. we're just now we're at the free association <laughs> board of the pod. Well, it's I, a, it's an issue that hasn't changed. I feel I got to steer us back to book number one. You said you read it. Chamber of Secrets. Uh incorrect? Correct. I think that's wrong. What? It's the the philosopher's stone or oh. actually no, in England it's the philosopher's stone, in America it's the sorcerer's stone. Okay. Cuz I think some uh-huh. editor along the way was like, "Look, this isn't going to translate. You say philosopher, people are going to think of some college junior who's got dreads and opinions." Uh-huh. You got to change this to sorcerer. Then people are going to picture a guy with a big pot and he's throwing you know, live ducks in there. And this is where the Christians come in. Oh, yeah, those Christians, they got some problems with it. What a kooky thing to have a problem with. It's very strange to me to have a problem with anything fiction, honestly. Yeah. Same with when scientists have a problem with science fiction. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's wrong. Who gives a shit? Somebody was making stuff up. They don't work for NASA. They wrote guys with pointy ears in space. Mm -hmm. Goddamn space elves and they've Neil deGrasse Tyson's got to complain about it. But I already went off on Neil deGrasse Tyson in our third episode. <laughs> oh it went hard. Our worst episode of the podcast, most likely. Oh really? Okay. I don't know. I... Let's not start playing favorites here. We have a lot of young little baby pods, and we hope they all grow up to be successful. Yeah. Some might not. But you know what I mean. He's got some promise. Okay. So we got the uh, sorcerer's stone. <laughs> We're gonna really have to pack it in here, my friend. Ooh, let's skip Sorcerer's Stone. We got I remember some of it. All right. Can I cover what I know? Cover what you know. All right. He lives under the stairs in his asshole family's place. Are they're That's they're chap- not doing? They're kind of like pieces of shit. That's yeah. all of chapter one. Okay, got chapter one. Fat boy, fat man, fat fat papa, fat mama, fat son, skinny little kid under the stairs. Someone comes to the house. A letter? Are they hiding letter? It's a knock. They're hiding letters. Uh-huh. They send them letter number one, letter number two. They keep. They take these letters. They throw them out. Then all of a sudden, they're getting thousand letters a day. The postman's like, "Hey, go screw yourself." And then, uh, see, there's a whole thing in the book, the wizards, their biggest goal is to not be discovered that wizards even exist, which is just a whole weird thing on its own. I don't understand what their fear is. But then they're also bombarding the U.S. Postal Service (laughs) with the most strangely stamped letters from places they didn't know exist, and they're sending thousands at a time. Is the thousands at a time like a magical amount of letters? It's It's not even like a lot of people are sending letters, it's like, this is an... Suspicious amount of letters mm-hmm. for the world we live in with yes. physics and math. Right, it's like nobody nobody corresponds anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like if you took all the text someone sent in a day, sent Is those via year letter. to the Harry Potter world, modern day. Okay, which doesn't quite make sense because I feel like at one point cell phones would become real popular in the real world, but mm-hmm. Harry Potter wasn't on pace to keep up with them. So yeah. you got to kind of. I feel like when people say set modern day, there's some wiggle room of like whenever you watch it. It's supposed to be around then, yeah. Give or take, yeah. Right. It's not like a period piece from two thousand three. That's not really how mm-hmm. works. Jackson Pollock is what you're thinking of. Oh, period blood. was <laughs> that, is that <laughs> the connection you made? <laughs> well, yep. I didn't want to say it. All, All right. right. I had to. I had a, a to b to c on my own. So yeah, chapter one, bunch of letters. We got. Oh, can I mention my period thing? Uh, yeah, <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> I had a period the other day. No. Okay, so. The best way, guys, if you don't understand a period, I was explaining to Charlie a little bit. Me and uh, a female staff at the comedy club were were going into periods, and uh, the way I've understood it, you can use this little, um, what's a moniker? A moniker is like a nickname. Well, then don't use that. But (laughs) periods, when your body throws a party for your egg, and then your egg doesn't show up to the party... Fertilized, at least. And uh, so then your body's just gets mad and tears down all the decorations and then throws them out of your vagina. And that is the most <laughs> accurate description you're going to get of a period. All right. So the letters come. So who knocks at the door? Uh, a big old fat half giant named, not fat, but husky, mm-hmm. named Hagrid. Hagrid oh, the Horrible him. from the cartoon strips. Uh-huh. I remember him. He's fun. Mm-hmm. He He's like not a wizard, but he's part of the magical world yeah and uh he rides a motorcycle around does he really know yeah it's i don't know why but eh, there's all sorts of stuff a like look. that where they uh like it's a motorcycle but it flies and he's like come up with your own thing you know, not need to, motorcycles yeah. got invented no in it's true the 40s and then you took those and you made a magic but the amount of creative work on potions and spells and worms and cloaks it's like you really you just came up with a you, what if a motorcycle could fly? Right you had to, like a You had to wait for automobiles And then It's like a Yeah That's like a high schooler Gets high And that's his idea Yeah Come on You live in a van Down by the river <laughs> Think outside the bun <laughs> <laughs> I still think we need To fact check This whole J.K. Rowling <laughs> Lived in a van Anecdote I've heard it enough Alright uh, Yeah He shows up And he says You're a wizard Harry Big line in the In the novel mm-hmm. um, And then uh, What are you doing With your head there? <laughs> I don't know, but now that I think about it, it's kind of a little owl, like very big in the Harry Potter universe. That's true. Adam's bobbing back and forth for no particular reason. I'm a little keyed up. All right. Uh, so he shows up, and his family's all grumpy because they don't want him to be a wizard, but they also knew they he was a wizard because right? his parents because they're not his parents; they're his aunt and uncle. Right? Because his parents are dead. Of his parents wizards, and not his aunt and uncle, because his mother is what's known as a uh, a mudblood. Okay, I thought you were going to say bastard child. <laughs> it's, no, it's kind of like, you know, how we talked about zonkeys? Mm-hmm. You can have like a like a horse and a donkey, or a zebra and a donkey have sex, and they make a zonkey. Yeah. It's kind of like that. These Well, it's not like that at all. Okay, it's so a, he, is it's a normal a person. Border wizard? Well, he's a wizard. Kind of like how if... Wizard supersedes human, and genetically. He's both a human and a wizard. Okay, but all right, so... But like if a black guy has sex with a white woman, the kid is a black kid mm-hmm. it's not well it's also right uh my question though then is um so this is his mom's brother and sister yes and she's half mm-hmm. would that that she's means... not half she's she's all but her parents it's like a hereditary gene or something okay so this okay so not both kids it's kind of like one has blue eyes one has blonde eyes same so this hermione character comes up too her parents are both not wizards okay and they just happen to make a wizard Uncommon called a mudblood Couple of muggles, they they make a wizard Okay, familiar with the muggles mm-hmm. uh, Forgot about the mudblood mm-hmm. Wizards, witches, wardrobes exactly. Narnia Oh, I read those too Okay, There's seven of those Well, boy, let's see how we get through seven of these <laughs> Before we start picking out future apps. Maybe they're in cahoots So uh, what happens here, they take this old hairy boy And he says, by the way, you're the most famous wizard In all the world Because the man with no nose tries, tried to murder you once and uh, Harry goes, yeah, that makes sense. That's probably where I got the scar, right? And Harry goes, yeah, you you, you can figure it out from me." Were they waiting for... to? Did they not know where he was or were they waiting for him to grow up and be of wizard age? I guess he didn't... It was time for him to go to wizard school. Okay. But until he went to wizard school, they were just like, we'll just leave him with the worst people imaginable. Yeah, not how you really want to... Not how you really want to raise, like, the chosen one. Nobody was like... Uh, We'll talk to Jesus when he has some profound stuff, but while he learns to ride a bike, like, who gives a shit what happens to him? It's very confusing to me, because wouldn't the British government, I think they're in England or whatever, Mm -hmm. wouldn't the English government go, okay, there's this kid, he exists, he has whatever the English equivalent of a social security number is, so he gets (laughs) to a certain age, and then they go, oh, by the way, he's going to a different school, and the English government goes... What school is that? And they say it's a wizard school that you are not allowed to know about. But he's not attending school. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Right. He should have been off the grid day one. Yeah. But I think he's on the grid. Because he can't just have a kid not on the grid. Yeah, but I guess if he's living in a cupboard, he's probably not that on the grid. Oh, Nobody's going to miss the cupboard kid. That's it, a good point. So maybe he's... Uh, maybe they kept him under those stairs in case one of those uh Cops showed up yeah somebody harry showed Potter up harry potter's diaries every once in a while people come over and they say how many um how many people you got in this household here and they count your kids up and just make Yeah, sure you're talking consistent. about the Holocaust. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I guess kinda. Is Harry Potter an analogy for the Holocaust? I don't think it's an analogy for what, you, the... what would you call the not an analogy, but a whole... Allegory. Allegory. We've been over this uh, many times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that's the fifth episode. <laughs> allegory has been brought up on the podcast. Well, I have trouble re- reaching the word. All right. All right. And this guy has trouble reaching Hogwarts, but he gets there thanks to Haggard. Does Haggard have to smack around his aunt and uncle for a little bit? Yeah, they're just kind of I picture like, a Dudley, right? Biting his leg. Yeah, this Dudley boy. Got a good memory of these first couple books. Yeah, and I think these, these fatties get more sympathetic uh-huh. as the book goes on. I also think it's a little troubling that... One of the main devices that J.K. used to tell us how much we shouldn't like this stupid family that Harry has to live with is just how fat they were. That seems like a little bit of lazy um, writing. It's just like, look at this fat, gross family. Lovingly Right. Interesting point. Yeah. But regardless, he he goes off and he gets on a train. He's got a magical train ride. He finds out all about magic candy cards and mm-hmm. candy beans and everything does he meet this uh ron and uh the redhead girl right away yes he meets them okay on the train. so he's just he's he just picks his first friends and then sticks with them there are gonna much. be other nice people at hogwarts there were a few i think he should have branched out yeah and well hogwarts does a weird thing where so this once the train gets there they sort them all out mm-hmm. and they pretty much go we're going to make sure that you guys really only spend time with one quarter of the people in your grade. Well, and it's, don't they base it kind of on like, you guys are this way and you guys are similar. Like, let's divide you into a little group think. Yep. Groups. <laughs> make sure you don't yeah, expose so, yourself to new ideas. Rather than the approach that a school would probably be advised to take, which is like, hey, let's get the introverts and the extroverts and this and that and people with different personalities and we'll put them together and we'll have them kind of learn... So that they all compliment each other. They just go, hey, who's loud and um, confident? Okay, you guys all go in this in uh, Gryffindor. I kind of, now that you say it, I want to mind it if the loud and confident people left my school. Well, that's fair. At least while I was finding myself. But then they go, who's confident and sneaky and mean? Ooh. All right, you guys go, go over to Slytherin. Okay. And they go, who's a, who's a loser? And they kick them over to Hufflepuff. And they go, who's smarter than those other qualities And those, those are the Ravenclaws so Okay, they, what was the first one? Gryffindor Okay They were confident, but that was Harry Was he confident? Yeah, he, he was so cool enough. That he could have been in uh, any He had cachet Yeah, he his had a lot of cachet mm-hmm. um, And they send him over to Gryffindor he Goes in there And that's luckily enough Where his buddy, uh, buddy Ronald mm-hmm. Who's just some poor red-headed kid hmm And then, uh, the Hermione Did she have red hair? I thought so. Maybe not. Maybe an Auburn. That's hmm. red. Okay. It's red enough, right? Is it, I, I pictured it being closer to brown than red. Alright, we'll give her a brown. Alright. So, she's you know, she's in second grade or whatever and... What's, uh, actress? My uh, friend went to brown and he was at a party where she was and you know, that was oh. kind of where the story ended, but... Emma Watson. I, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Um, And that's still crazy to me. They cast Emma Watson. She's like, 12 years old then mm-hmm. she grows up to be a sex symbol that's a little disconcerting oh well boy i mean if i had a dime for every time that happened i would uh put him in a quarter machine buy some candy and uh <laughs> recruit the next hollywood star <laughs> quarter machine <laughs> so <laughs> essentially i'm gonna give a little spoiler for all seven books here Every book starts off, it looks like it's going to be a normal school year for Harry. He might have some tough tests coming up, yada, yada, yada. Then it turns out that the evil man with no nose, mm-hmm. Voldemort, who tried to murder everyone in the world one time and successfully murdered his parents, he is actually trying to infiltrate the school. Oh, God. Every year. Is he this tries- the only magic school? No. Really? Really? The only magic school mentioned for about three books. Oh, God. And then okay. they go, by the way, there's three other very well known magic schools. Mm-hmm. And they're all coming to this school because we're not going to change the setting because okay. they don't want to do that. Okay. So, book one, if we can maybe just pop to the end there since it's the shortest, uh, how does that. Do... <laughs> so, book one, at one point, they realize, ah, oh, turns out the attic of the school is filled with the most dangerous things in the world, bees. <laughs> <laughs> no, a three-headed dog, <laughs> they're dangerous when they're around and they're even more dangerous when they're not around. We have to save the bees. You got to save those bees. We got no uh honey or whatever left. Uh-huh. So, yeah, he goes he goes up there like, oh, "I wonder what's in the attic." Turns out it's a three-headed dog and a game of chess and then like Voldemort or something. Okay. And Voldemort tries to murder them all, but... This guy's pretty one note. Yeah, he's always just trying to murder Harry. And, I mean, I get it, because he, he fails, he tries to murder a baby, is where this starts. Voldemort tried to murder a baby, and he fails. Okay, and that the, is pretty embarrassing. The baby kicks so... his ass. Yeah. So what Voldemort does is he's like, well, I got a... I have to now murder this child. Because what it's... does the baby do to kick his ass? Does it just absorb it all into his thick baby skull? All right. And this is this is an issue with um, the reason he's unable to murder. And this is what the whole book is kind of based on. God, I'm going to tweet this episode at JK. Voldemort <laughs> <laughs> can't murder a baby because of how much the mama loved the baby. Mm. That's the whole plot point. The mom loved the baby so much that it protected the child and made Voldemort's head go right back into its head or whatever. Yeah, okay. His nose fell off and he went, Oh no, I'm a worthless wizard. And then he just can't retreated, I guess. Okay. Can't smell the... So then he's real weak for uh, a while. And then he's like, I hear this kid's in school. I got to go track him down and murder him now. Yeah. And he, he gets on the back of some teacher's head. On the back of their head? Yeah. The first book, he's just a face on the back of a man's head. Okay. And he's trying to murder a child, and he fails again. Book number two, Harry. When did they stop being afraid of the guy that can't kill children? Uh, they... Uh, This is like adults' worst fear, right? Not being able to kill a child? That's my worst fear. I mean... Voldemort, it's like everyone's worst fear. Yeah, everybody calls him... uh... Why is he starting with the hard one? Shouldn't he work up some momentum, kill a couple of... Hufflepuffians? Well, he killed like a thousand wizards. Okay. He killed thousands of wizards. I told you, this is a Holocaust thing. He was trying to do a whole wizard genocide. Okay. And then he found the one mom that loved the baby too much and killed her, but not the baby. Mm-hmm. Left a nice little lightning bolt scar on the baby's head as wands Sounds tend like to it should do. have been a heart. Yeah. That would have made been a little on the nose, but... Light metaphor she... never did it for me. Yeah, the speed of love faster than the speed of light. Mm. I don't think that's actually accurate. Ask Neil deGrasse about that one, but okay. I think you'd have a few <laughs> points for you about how slow love actually is. Uh-huh. Well, this is love fiction. Love oh, they... actually. Mm-hmm. That movie was a little <laughs> slow for me. Bad movie. movie. I've seen enough. Is that Steve? Steve Carell? No. No. What's love what, actually? What are you thinking of? <laughs> Damn, in real life. I don't understand. Okay. Love actually is like 40 people. Okay. And they're all in love, but they don't spend enough time on the plot of any of the love. There's like 14 different romances going on, and they all seem cute because they tell like 12 minutes worth of the story. But if you really kind of examine those love stories, they're all a bit silly. It's just like Crash, but instead of everyone colliding, each pair's genitals Mm -hmm. collide, and that's a wrap. If racism were love, love actually would be Crash. Okay. Or the other way depending on which makes sense Mm -hmm. i got a little lost that's fair so (laughs) we got all right he fails book one he tries again the back of this guy's head tries to kill harry book one tries to kill harry fails harry beats him nice you know who rudimentary magic i imagine yeah they don't teach you the here's how to not die spell when you're in second grade because no one loved him anymore right no he's a loveless child yeah. But he, but he's like 16, so some testosterone's going through. Maybe he's been doing He's not curls. 16 at this point. He is a child. Okay. He's, I think, 10 years old. Okay. Um, well, that's 16 where I come from. <laughs> <laughs> well, I come from a state that has some pretty questionable laws. Yep. Fair enough. Year two. Harry goes back. The first book, they explore the attic. And it turns out in the attic, there's a bunch of things that try to murder you. Second book, the Chamber of Secrets. Uh-huh. That means they explore... The bowels of the school. Okay. They go down into the school's sewer system. Turns out everyone's trying to murder children down there, too. Okay. You might ask, what the hell kind of school is this? Oh, yeah, where children are going down there in the first place. A very bad school. These are nosy little bastards. Yeah. that's Harry's always up to mischief. Uh, no, I like him. He's one of those kids who, you know, Hermione, she wants to book learn. Uh-huh. And Ron, he wants to polywog and hit people with his... With his stick what or are whatever. What pogs? What's a polywog? I don't know what a polywog is. Okay. It just sounded like it fit. It did. <laughs> Sounds like a magical word. Oh, you know, now that I think about it, is a polywog like a half frog, half tadpole somewhere in the middle of that mm. transition? I think you're right. Yeah. I was picturing like a, like a flat paddle, mm-hmm. which I think is what the beaters use in the game called Quidditch. Okay. Very poorly constructed ill thought out A position sport. is a beater There's a whole position There's like two guys in the game of Quidditch Who just fly around and smash people with their sticks Okay And they don't serve the team well at all They'd no. be much better But it I, Sounds I... like they needed a second sport Where just two people smashed each other with, with sticks And they go you smashed that guy better Than he smashed you Hmm. That would be they, a good they sport They have one sport right and it is Quidditch Yes. Sounds like they're yeah. Okay. Quidditch, it's it's funny, Look, We're sophisticated. We don't we don't play soccer like everyone else. It's like, yeah, soccer's rules make sense. This yep. is a this is a better sport. Yeah. JK, you went a little too creative with the Quidditch, not creative enough with the motorcycle that flies. <laughs> <laughs> There's two criticisms so far, not to mention the whole love thing. It is very weird because she wrote this book and she has to take she's gotta borrow all the established things about wizards and witches. Yeah. And then just kind of shoehorn him into this, like, angsty teen novel. Uh-huh. So, she's got... She goes, oh, we don't... angsty yet? Eh, it gets angsty about book four. Okay. Is there sexual tension? Everybody gets a boner in book four. Ooh. Book four, Harry Potter and... Boy, the, the Harry Potter and the second one, Chamber of boners. So <laughs> okay. It's second. Uh, Yeah, but... So, Quidditch, that's a bunch of nonsense. Book number two, there's a big snake down in the sewers of the school... Okay. And Harry has to kill it with a sword. Doesn't the school have any like money for extermination or what like this sounds like? The school's just fine having evil things upstairs and downstairs? You would think year 1, hey, there were horrifying things in the attic. Over the summer, everybody in the wizarding world doing pretty well for the most part. They got a little money. Uh-huh. Why don't they uh, spend some of that money to just comb the rest of the school, make sure there's nobody trying to murder the children? Because the person everyone is most scared of seems to have a propensity to hang out at the school and try to murder children. Well, this country doesn't seem to bent on keeping kids from being murdered at school. Hey, great point. And that's what this (laughs) podcast is really about, folks. (laughs) Welcome to the Gun Control Podcast, (laughs) where we get political on your asses. That's sucking the bullets right back up. Ooh. What? What? I shot a couple of guns. I wanted to rewind. I see. Back to where we're talking about. Para, mr potter mr potter mr potter that was my snape severus see i've seen i've read about four and a half books uh, seen about one and a half movies mm-hmm. here's a whole other weird plot point is that uh turns out harry's dad was kind of a jerk and uh oh really he was like the best guy but also he just when he was a kid he relentlessly bullied Severus Snape. Oh. And the Snape fellow was in love with Harry Potter's mom. Well, who couldn't be? Uh, I don't know. Wouldn't be. I feel like a decent portion of school probably. Yeah, I had no information her. on her, but I was like, sounds hot to me. <laughs> yeah. I think if your son's famous, people assume the mo- the mom is hot, but mm-hmm. it doesn't always work out quite that simply in no. this world. Well, if her love saved him, she must have some desirable love. That's a good point. That's a good point. But so, yeah, Severus, <laughs> big sip. Severus, the whole time, is he has a crush on the dead mom and he's really mean to Harry. Okay. And so, jumping ahead to books, the whole time you're like, I think the Severus guy might be evil based on the fact that he's got a really pointy nose, anti Semitism on JK's part. Mm-hmm. He's always wearing cloaks and he's the head of the evil portion of the school. Yeah. Some fair reasoning. Everybody who he teaches is evil. And he walks around like he's evil. He also teaches... the thing? Do, do Does each co- like group take different courses? You no, know, they all take the same courses, but I think they take them with their group. Okay. So the guy in charge of uh, Slytherin. Ah, uh, he puts he, a fun little evil twist. He teaches potions. Gotcha. So he goes, oh, you mix the newt's feet with coriander mm-hmm. and you got yourself a lovely souffle, whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe it was just a home ec kind of thing. Okay. But yeah, he people think he's evil the whole time. Book six, it's like he's the most evil because he murders. Oh yeah, there's a there's an old man there. Uh-huh. His name is Dumbledore. Oh, familiar. And he runs the school. I found a spelling error in one of the books that said Dumbledore 4. And I was like, <laughs> boy, I should write Harry Potter for Harry Potter. <laughs> I sent in a submission. Never heard back. <laughs> hey, I've got, a, I've got an idea for a book. Exact same book. You spell Dumbledore right every time. <laughs> right. Although I would have changed the motorcycle thing. Yeah. I got some edits. Mm-hmm. I I kind of think J.K. wrote the first book, and then she's like, "This was a this was a hit," and then she kind of reread it and went, "Boy, I would have done some things differently." Okay, because she's got this whole intricate plot, a seven book arc, and then she does all these callbacks. Once you hit book six, she's going, ah, remember the thing from book one? She hits book seven. Remember the thing from book one? So she probably had to read her own first book a bunch of like, how can I get back to, how can this, because there's no way. I don't think she had a plan. No, there's, I feel like it's very hard. I mean, I feel like Arrested Development does it, but I feel like it's very hard to write a first season or a first book and tuck in these little gems that you know are going to come back. Yeah. And maybe, maybe she had that much vision. It's tough for me to imagine. Someone that lives by the river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, Being that forward thinking. This van lady uh, having it all figured out. So book two, Harry learns that he can talk to snakes and he kills a giant. No, he doesn't kill the snake, but he fights off a snake with a sword or something. Why can't he talk to it? Uh, because he's got a, he's got a weird tongue thing okay like those people that tattoo themselves like lizards and then split it down the middle have you seen those yeah apparently it's a very freeing feeling to split your tongue because they're two different muscles and oh really yeah oh i hate the idea people that do it say oh my god i love it it feels so free yeah but you know whose advice i don't listen to <laughs> people who cut their tongue in half okay i tend not to not to put a lot of stock in what they tell me all right um so yeah but he can talk to snakes because it's I don't know, something inside him that calls to him. You're not on trial here. You're not on the stand. Yeah, I kind of am. Book number three. That one. So it ends with him beating the snake, book two. Yeah. First one, three-headed dog. Second one, snake. All the books end where he's like, I got a big test coming up on Friday, but one week before, I saved the school from peril. Boy, that sounds like my college experience, except... uh, Instead of saving uh, saving the school from peril, I would watch five episodes of Breaking Bad the week before finals, or play a bunch of Mario Kart the week before finals. Do you uh what kind of a GPA do you have there in college? You don't need to tell me. No, I told you it. Uh, I started with a three nine three. Dean's list. Dean stuck on that. Bitch. <laughs> Put that on your list and chop it. I don't know. Uh, Dean's list first semester, and then slowly. For the first three years, just down by like a couple points mm-hmm. from a three nine and then I somewhere bottomed out bottomed out and came back up around a th- ended around a three no, that's I m- told you that I thought maybe right. not yep, it's probably true because I was like, oh this I don't have to try nearly as hard, and I just slowly dipped down mm-hmm. it wasn't worth all the extra work yeah, the first semester you're like college is gonna be so fucking hard I and know I try I tried way too hard. you just realized, oh this is just year thirteen of high school right it's not no. a whole crazy new thing No. um. So year three, that's a whole crazy new thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the year where he finds out his uncle is in prison. Okay. And, or no, his godfather, who is played by The Wizards have godfathers and they call it that? Yeah, but I mean Do wizards believe in God? I have a I have a godmother and a godfather. I've got a I've got godparents. Yeah, but I don't know. You think you think the whole god part's weird? Yeah, the god part's weird. Hmm. Uh, eh, maybe it's just a term. Or it's just a term. Okay. God, just, you know, person. Because cho- I don't even think a godmother and godfather is a super religious kind of thing. A, I think uh, it's, okay. it's just kind of nice and traditional. Okay. You got godparents? Yeah. Who's the mom? You don't know your godmom? You got to know that godmom. Because they're not married. They're not. Re- like no. my godfather's like my dad's friend, and then my godmother's, like my aunt or something, yeah, my Which god is parents... weird. It's like, how weird, how'd you plan to raise me if my parents died? My godparents are gonna have joint custody of <laughs> my godparents are my aunt and uncle, but Different their ones. brother and sister, yeah, interesting. ah, oh, that makes a little more sense, yeah, but then, like my younger brothers, they got pawned off on some cousins,, mm. uh, but the cousins are old enough, I think they could probably handle it. Well, shouldn't they pick the same ones, otherwise it's like. Our kids are going to split up because we died. They need each other more than now than ever. I would have gone with my godmother. I think that's actually it's pretty pretty well confirmed. My mom almost died, apparently. There was a whole plan in place. We had a whole contingency. For her to die? Someone tried to there was a <laughs> plot for her murder? No, she was like, uh, she almost died. And then for they were what? like, what? Uh, she gave birth to my little brothers. And they were a couple of pesky buggers. And then I think she was in the hospital for a while. Okay, because of the birth? Yeah, I don't know. I was just coloring and shit. I I watched Star Wars episode 5 like seven times And he was in the hospital I didn't have a a whole lot of concept of what was going on But book 3 He's like God (laughs) Poppy He's in in prison God Poppy sends him a broom or something And it's like the nicest broom And they're like you can't ride this Because your godfather murdered everyone once That's why he's in Alcatraz No Alcatraz is real Azkaban Azkaban. It's a pretty Pretty clear yeah. connection there, right? It's their big, super high security prison called Azkaban. They got these guys in there who suck your souls. They're called Oh, boy. I'm glad that ended that way. Dementors, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of prison rape. I could have could ended that sentence differently. Yeah, uh, I don't know if the Dementors were up to it. They probably weren't that bad. Mm-hmm. So he breaks out of prison or something, and then it's like, oh, twist. His godfather didn't actually murder anyone. Oh, and he's a cool guy. And Harry shoots a deer out of his, a stag out of his wand. Okay, a guy, a guy going to the prom single. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that guy, he's all horned up, and he beats the Dementors to death. Okay, and then I think the most they clear his uncle or something. Is okay. there his godfather, for him. and he's no longer in trouble. Right. And uh, Voldemort shakes his fist yet again. Okay, is are the Dementors associated with uh, Voldemort? Those are prison uh, guys. Yeah, it's very strange. They run the prison, but they're also... Evil? <laughs> clearly evil and, like, try to kill Harry huh. and everybody. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think it's the people running the prison are on the side of evil, which you probably could have figured out since these people suck people's souls away. Yeah, but... It might be a whole metaphor for, like, our prison, how we have... You know, the prison industrial complex Is she British? She's American She's British, so she doesn't oh, know Oh, she is? Yeah She was wrote this in England? Yeah, I think that's where her van was Okay You know more about her van than I do Yeah, well So, but she's always weighing in on things over here So she probably has some opinions on On our prisons And she's like, I'm gonna make this metaphor So that a bunch of 11 year olds Can not understand the metaphor And will not really get what I'm trying to talk about And didn't really go anywhere Sounds like art to me <laughs> Typical jackson pollock <laughs> so many periods it was an ellipsis uh-huh. party no one came mm-hmm. inside <laughs> i'm lost again <laughs> okay so the uncle escapes his name is cleared harry still has cachet voldemort sat is that a end of book three and of book three all right book number four we go uh hey we know we've never mentioned this but you know how the olympics are a thing well turns out that the four schools that everyone goes to... Every four years? Every four years or something, they hold a Children's Olympics where all the children get together, go to the same school for like half the year, and participate in a very strange obstacle course kind of thing. And everyone goes, oh, that makes sense. Okay. So there's, there's like a bunch of Russians and French people who come to England. I have a theory. Mm-hmm. I have a theory that uh, JK had a, a like three book You know, three books out, had a little money, she upgraded from sleeping in a van to sleeping in a DZ Discovery Zone. (laughs) Inspiration book four. (laughs) That could be. So these folks come over and they pretty much just go, hey, who's the most popular person in every school? Everybody throws their, everybody writes their name on a piece of paper and they throw it in the goblet of fire. Okay. And then the goblet picks the most worthy people from every school. For a popularity? Ah, It's not based on popularity, but it's the person... It's pretty much like who would be the quarterback of the football team. Okay. Magic quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback of magic. They pick the magic quarterback. So the magic quarterback for Gryffindor, they go, oh, it's uh, it's Finnegan or something. Okay. An Irish lad. Something like that. Yeah. I think the Irish, they must have gone to Huffle... uh, mm, Hogwarts. That's it. Yep. So they pick Finnegan, and he's in charge of Hogwarts' team. And then they go, oh, you know that really hot French lady? The girl from In Bruges? Uh, the hooker? Yes. Yeah. She is one of the school's ladies. Okay. Fleur de la Cour. Mm-hmm. Was her name de la Cour? Like a drink? Must have been. So, Fleur de la Cour, she, she wins. She's the most worthy French girl. How old was she? In 16. You have to be 16 to enter. Okay. In At, the movie, she was a 16-year-old. She's probably like 19. Okay. I guess I don't know when In Bruges came out. After it. In Bruges has... You don't seem to have a problem with her being hot. No, she's very clearly hot. But she's, I think <laughs> in the movie, she's like, she's probably like 20 and she's playing a 16-year-old. Yeah, right. Sure. They they hit ages uh-huh. where you're okay. This is how you make yourself feel. Well, anyway. Um, also feel good in, before you go to sleep at night. In Bruges uses Voldemort is in In Bruges, Flor de la Cour is in In Bruges, and uh, Mad-Eye Moody is in In Bruges. Okay. Well, some of this. these are new to me, but go ahead. Yeah. So. We got Flanagan, we got uh, In Bruges. Yeah, so Finnegan, then Florida Delacour, and I don't know, some hunky Russian man, mm-hmm. and uh, there might have been a fourth school or something, and then they go, and the fifth one, Harry Potter. Everyone loses Surprise their mind. Surprise twist. Yeah, they go, what? There's no fifth one. Also, Harry Potter, you're like 13 years old. You can't be in this. And okay, go, so these are usually these are older students. There's a There's an age threshold. How many grades are in these schools? It's grades... 10 years old through 17 years old. Okay, that sounds like a wedgie waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody gets... They're all... It's like, oh, the 17-year-olds kind of hang out with the 10-year-olds for some reason, which eee, would never happen, but... That sounds like a statutory situation. Mm-hmm. I gotta imagine these 16 and 17-year-olds are getting a little... Getting a little into it. They all, like, live in the same quarters. Everybody's all... Oh, that would have been a whole thing. Do you ever do one of those school sleep-ins or whatever where you go to the school and you sleep there? No. What? Do you know what I'm talking about? That's lock-ins. Silly. They call them lock-ins. I never did that. Why would someone do that? I'm now thinking it's so parents could fuck. Really? So that kids were locked in the school being oh, wow. supervised and parents could go cut a rug. I, I don't want, know. I want to hear the pitch That's at a the PTO theory. meeting. You think, they, you think they explicitly stated why they wanted to lock all their children <laughs> in the school and they I don't know. I could see someone raising their hand being like, uh, anyone else sex life suffering with this horny teenager in our house? We hear him doing things to himself, and it really kills the mood. I don't know. That's a theory, but I always wanted to go to the lock-in for the simple purpose that I could hop in my sleeping bag and, like, roll over a couple of my friends, like, speed bumps and end up next to a cute gal. Maybe hold hands, fall asleep. Wow. That's... I never did. It's tragic. Something about the locking made me feel uncomfortable. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... A little weird. Walk oh. about your children' room, see what would happen. I don't think. I don't think it should be allowed. Yeah, you can't really turn the lights off, right? Seems illegal to me. Yeah. Are they, Where are you in the gym? I'm gonna fact. I'm gonna ask around, see if I, anyone else remembers this. <laughs> All right. I feel like you accidentally got lost in a school one time, and then in your mind, you made it a whole thing that was supposed to happen. <laughs> okay. I'll fact check. I'll come back with that. So, book four, they get to the end and it's like, oh, what school is going to win? They all have to go through a maze together. Whoever completes the maze wins. Also, these kids are like literally fighting dragons as part of this activity. And what are these dragons capable of murdering the children? Yeah. So, that kind of leads us to the maze. He goes, Finnegan goes through the maze and they get transported out to some area and there's a bunch of Death Eaters. Death Eaters are what? Not Dementors. Oh, okay. Death Eaters. Those guys are also evil. They are Voldemort's army. What? And they all decide to kill Harry Potter. But first, they just murder Finnegan, and then they all try to murder Harry Potter. They don't succeed I yet. Bet they again, they voted him on the team. I bet these goddamn mentors cast a couple ballots. I believe that they did. I think Florida recount. Yeah, some there's always like a new teacher at the school every year, and he is always. Trying to murder Harry. Okay. And they don't catch on. that. Like, hey, maybe one of the screening questions in the hiring process. (laughs) Are you trying to murder Harry Potter? You you trying to murder Harry Potter? And they go, yeah. And they go, all right. You're not hired. Sorry. You're overqualified otherwise. But (laughs) it's it's new this year. (laughs) Okay. So they murder Finnegan. And they send Harry back. Harry walks out of the maze with a dead guy. And then everyone's mad at Harry for the summer. Cause, what? Okay. Because they're like responsible he... for him being dead. Oh my god! Who wants to play in these games? Harry didn't. He felt uh, he didn't want attention. That's all. Harry's always like, I don't. I just want to be a normal boy, like everyone else. I want to be a normal boy. But, but he he liked Hogwarts. He liked, hog orcs, he liked right? the attention. Oh my god! He he, old... he claims, oh, I just wanted to get out of. This was my only way out of under the stairwell. Hmm. Yeah. He he knew what he was in for. Mm-hmm. But uh, book number five. I don't know what was going on there. There was like an orb. There's a prophecy in a ball. Oh. And the ball broke and the ball said, either Harry or Voldemort must die. And that was... Oh, big... that's an easy choice. Voldemort, he should die. Well, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it, it wasn't was... like, hey, pick one. Yeah, it wasn't like society was torn. It was Check like a box. It's one of these fight. two things has to happen. Okay. They're intertwined. Okay. Um, There's not balance in the force. One must die. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a balance to me. Yeah, you got a good and an evil? Yeah. I think things are pretty good. You yeah. Do a little dance. Everybody get Make along. a little love. Get down tonight. Lock yeah. your kids in the school. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right, so fine. The orb, the prophecy, that's like in the intro, I imagine. That's like, the end of the book. Oh, what? How, okay, how does it... I don't recall. Really all really goes on? Lead up to that, but What there's... happens, I remember a little, they found out there's a guy who's like a mouse now. He's like a rat, Pat. Mm-hmm. What was his whole deal? His name is uh, Remy the Rat. Okay. Uh, actually, I think that's the guy from Ratatouille. Actually, I think I know the name because Peter of... Pettigrew. Ah, there you go. He's Peter Pettigrew, and he's just a just a sad man mm. who he was also picked on as a kid. I think. Well, what did he? What? I thought he like committed a crime. No. Ah, uh, maybe the or crime of being a loser sad... <laughs> rat man. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Fair uh, enough.
0: Ooh, now I have another question. Hit me. But I'm going back in books. I think what was that weird little Dobby guy? Oh, yeah. He's little just... Michael Dobby. <laughs> he's just uh, like an elf man yeah. who, um, I don't know, he's, oh, they, they have these little slave elves. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. And it's a whole slavery isn't cool. J.K.'s like, I'm going to take a stance against slavery in these books also, which I think we're, we... people reading the books, were on board with slavery not being cool. Yeah, you'd think. So he serves, so rich families own a little little elf boy. Including the Malfoys, so there's there's this one kid who's really blonde and really evil named mm-hmm. Draco Malfoy, mm-hmm. and his whole family. They're old money, old money wizards, and they're on Team Voldemort. How do new money wizards happen? They just they invent like a <laughs> like a wizarding app, You're right? Where, yeah, you can I mm-hmm. don't know fuck Florida Core on there or something. Yeah, okay. That's what most That's apps fun. are these days. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like everything that an app does, magic can also do. That's fair. Food delivery, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how you get De-robing? Money. Do you... I don't know that abs can do that. Now that I mention it, <laughs> <laughs> you one? yeah, you got me all horned up with this Croix de LaFloy, whatever. <laughs> I don't even remember what she looked like. Just like LaCroix. the hottest woman in a movie. I'm like, yeah, she's probably pretty attractive. Yeah, Lacroix de la Clor- Lacroix. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he he works for old money folks. And the rule with them is if they are given a piece of clothing by their owners, they are set free. So there's a, there's a thing in one of the books where Harry like puts a sock in a book and the guy hands Dobby the book. And Dobby opens up the book and he goes, oh my God, you gave me a sock, I'm free now. Apparently that holds up in court. Okay. That seems like some real nonsense. Wow. I mean, I don't know why the courts are allowing slavery in the first place. Sounds, yeah, it sounds more like JK's making fun of the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, she's uh, uh, like spat right <laughs> in its face. Uh huh. And screw you, JK, we're pro Emancipation Proclamation on this podcast. Uh huh. Put that in your sock and hit a prisoner over the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Azkaban. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's his whole deal. Okay. Book number six that's where we find out that uh, Severus. Still has a crush on Harry's dead mom. That shouldn't be an issue. And then Severus murders Harry. No, Severus <laughs> murders Dumbledore. <laughs> Why? I thought he wasn't a bad guy. He was just a uh, long lost love. Well, yeah. Well, well, that's what it shoulda. That's when we confirm. Oh my God, Severus clearly a bad guy. He murdered the guy in charge of the whole school. Yeah, who's a cool dude. We find out later that he had to murder dumbledore as some sort of rule so that he could get his wand and dumbledore's like hey if you need to murder me at any point you go for it or something dumbledore was cool being murdered yeah he's now, like what you wand mur- there's a fancy wand or something um th- oh so book number 7 uh-huh. that's when we was find was it like the sorcerer's stone kind of thing or the sword think... in the s- sword in the stone where yeah. he's like in order to get the only wand that can kill voldemort you have to kill me cuz it's in my yeah. They ate it years ago and can't pass it? Hmm. How does that go? So there's three things in the next one. And they all go together. There's a invisibility cloak, uh-huh. which Harry just happened to be given at one point. Early on, they're like, you have the world's most rare invisibility cloak. Fucking white privilege, if I've ever heard it. Tell me about it. Um, <laughs> She's just so privileged, you can go beyond white to, <laughs> invisible. <laughs> to invisible. yeah, exactly. Uh, also, there's the world's most powerful wand. Mm-hmm. And then I think the Sorcerer's Stone is maybe the other one. Okay. And that does something. I don't know, you can throw it at people you don't mm-hmm. like, or something like that. So there's those. They also discover, turns out, this Voldemort fella... He did a trick that you can do where you take your soul, you put it in seven different places, and then you need to destroy every part of his soul before you kill him. Oh, but then where is he? See, that doesn't make sense to me. You go, your soul split everywhere. But I go, okay, what if I chop his head off? He's still alive if I chop his head off? That doesn't make sense. Right. Okay, unless he like divided himself up into other bodies. It's like that, uh, speaking of polywogs, what was that book where there was like, (laughs) This girl had to go put, like, a fucking windmill in every corner of the United States. Oh, I don't know this. I read this book as a kid, and there's some... Johnny Appleseed? Uh, some... Actually, I almost called her some stupid girl. I think it had something to do with the Native Americans, like, to honor them. She's like, this is oh. the corners of the country or something, and here's a windmill. That's probably... Oh, probably picture, nice. I don't picture windmills being a real Native American thing. No. Wigwam. Uh-huh. Pollywog. Yeah, it wasn't, those. <laughs> <laughs> Unless a polywog likes dangling in the wind there, but I picture them still dealing with a lot of dream catcher hanging in the water. Is that what you're describing? Nah, I think it was a windmill. Oh, we'll move on. But Don Quixote. See, this is where we need the listeners. If anyone knows the book where the stupid <laughs> little girl has to go cross country by herself, which, boy, bad idea. And uh, especially through that fucking Nebraska, Dakotas area, I don't trust any of those fucking truckers with a hmm. young girl caring for windmills. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) let let me know if you know the book. Uh, We'll move on to uh, the favorite books to toss up into the wind. Yeah, well, so book number seven, J.K. essentially realizes, hey, I... Wait, did we do six? Yeah, that was the one... Six is the three things, the magic wand? No, that's seven, too. Seven is a fucking long-ass book. Six is where Severus murders uh, Dumbledore. Did she have to stop writing because the publishers were like, you're just abusing... The amount of paper we have Like We can only charge so much For a single book And you are abusing Well that's uh, People complain about We're tearing down the rainforest That started with J.K. Rowling <laughs> Once those books took off And uh-huh. kids got into reading if, Yeah We needed kids to get into reading Once Kindles were a thing But yeah, all these okay. kids They got hooked on Hooked on Harry Hooked on Phoenix Hooked on <laughs> Phoenix Hokeen <laughs> That fucking kookball The Order of the Phoenix That was one of the books Oh yeah I don't remember which one that was go with five did i title five yet no order the phoenix okay what was six you half blood prince okay and so that was that was the one where the soul was split the half blood prince was severus he's the half blood prince okay the soul gets he finds out the soul split in book number six okay book number seven they go short book yeah well (laughs) he's got to go find all the parts of his soul. So JK oh, J.K. sets it up kind of like a video game. If you ever play the Zeldas, it's like you go level to level to level to level and then you get to a certain point and they go, okay, now you have to go out and find a bunch of different things, do those, and then you get to go to the last level. Mm. That's essentially how this one goes. He's got to go around the Wizarding World. Road trip. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much a big road trip. They've got mm-hmm. like a Tom Green there. Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> or was that a different movie? <laughs> oh That was Freddy. Got I don't know. <laughs> I'm not too up on my Tom Green to be honest. Oh, uh, next episode. <laughs> What's Tom Green's problem? That's our topic. <laughs> <laughs> What's that old deal? Why Why is he dating Monica Lewinsky? I don't know, but he humped a dead moose. Oh yeah, I think he climbed in there like uh, like The Empire Strikes Back. I think he put it on his head and danced around oh really it was more of like wearing it ed gein style or was, no buffalo bill he was canadian that that time green right yeah seems real like, I uh, like a lot of canadian comics he's a little out there yeah he seems very american with how uh how kind of rudimentary his comedy is yeah he's like the he's like the canadian Stevo. <laughs> yeah that's a good that's a good way to put it you ever watch red green no oh i like red green mm, it's it's colorblind pe- uh, that's a kind of colorblind, yeah He was on, uh, it's also like Christmas <laughs> it, was, it was, uh It was a man Who liked to fix things in Canada He was on PBS, it was really funny Oh, I picture him being on like a weird Inflatable thing on the river, I think I saw a yeah. snippet Yeah, it, it was kind of a Sketch show, it was okay. like a Canadian Blue collar Sketch comedy show And it was pretty fun. it was like All a right. bunch of Men who work in a lodge together and then they'd go, oh, well, I'm going to show you how to rig your shower so your shower is hot. And he'd do some absurd thing where he's like, yeah, you take the bottle rocket and you tie it to the shower head and you, f- you take the toilet and you flush the toilet. and that Physical comedy? Com- a lot of physical comedy? Uh, Yeah, there was some physical comedy okay. in there. I he- bet it's on YouTube. I say we get drunk tonight, watch a little Red Green. I would love to get drunk and watch <laughs> a Red Green. With <laughs> all right, let's do it. Fuck this open mic. <laughs> uh- <laughs> well, we can fit it all in. So... Episode seven of the <laughs> Harry podcast. He, uh, this Harry boy, they're traveling around. By this point, um, Ron and Hermione are real, real hot for each other. Also, Harry's in love with Ron's little sister, who we talk about how Hermione grew up to, uh, Hermione grew up to be much more attractive. Uh-huh. Um, Ron's little sister, I think they cast that girl being like, she's going to grow up to be real attractive. Didn't pan out, in my opinion. Mm. Kind of a weird face. But anyway, and then at this point, so they drop out of school for their final year to go, you know, backpack around Europe mm-hmm. and try to save the universe. And the backpacking is finding the souls. Yes. They all split up. Who all participate in the soul search? The soul search was Ron, Hermione and Harry, who are all 17 years old and essentially in charge of saving all of humanity Hmm. okay my question like that's the age where you're supposed to be out there backpacking europe finding your own soul mm-hmm. you're out there finding some old weird back of the other guy's head so <laughs> you're gonna grow up with a little little confused i think a little bit of michael jackson tendency here oh he there lost you go his childhood right they're gonna fucking build a ranch neverland yeah harry harry always had this manifest destiny hey he's gotta do this he's on a quest his whole life and Ron he just got kind of finagled into he was unwitting this Ron fella. Yeah. He was like, "Can I just have sex with this cute girl and just kind of hang out with my 17 brothers and be just a salt of the earth fella? Wait, cute girl? It's him and uh him, him and, and, him and Hermione. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That seemed like the likely one for Harry, no? Well, that was reading I, the first. There's a whole thing where Did they ever kiss and like it feels like siblings? Yeah, Ron is perpetually jealous of harry he always thinks that hermione is actually in love with harry Uh and harry's got to be like dude i don't love hermione i want to have sex with your sister okay which do you know my my uncle uh was my dad's best friend for a long time Hmm. and then married my dad's sister i'm lost they didn't start marrying they started dating and then they got married your uncle my dad's best friend growing up ended up dating my dad's sister and now they're married and now they're I'll be honest. At I first like that. That's yeah. Cute. I'll be honest. At first, it's like I could see it being a little uncomfortable. It's like, wait, shit. My brother-in-law just gets to be like my best friend. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Would be the best family get-togethers ever. I want all my friends to fuck. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want <laughs> to. Your siblings. Oh, you don't have siblings. Not my siblings. Yeah. Do you want? I'd to... gay marry your brother. Hey, all that right. Fun family thing. Or let's get our brothers to be gay, and they'll all marry. Each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That might be more more to the point. Yeah. But what point? Whose point? <laughs> a Let's get other people's point. points involved. I don't want mine anywhere near this family reunion. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ron's always nervous about Harry's point and Hermione's like, hey, I just like book learning and I I love you, Ron. Don't worry about it. She doesn't I don't know. They're not very expressive. Yeah, it's probably a bit was there a big moment? Was it after like someone slays a dragon? Yeah, I think so. Ron had to have had one moment where he looked cool. Yeah, he's got some cool moments. Oh, okay. He's also a bit of a you know, a bit of a putz at yeah, times. Yeah, that's what but I'm also, picking. he's saving the world out there. He's, he's like, part of it. He's like the second coolest guy. He's the uh he's the Sam to Harry's Frodo. Ganji. Uh huh. Baggins. Yeah. Sam. That's what? something my uncle does, and I, oh. I don't even know the point in the movie, but he's just like Sam. Hmm. He's like Lord of the Rings. I'm like, you get a prize. I watched like the first one. Uh huh. I saw a scene where there were a lot of trees walking around, but I don't know. All, oh yeah, I know the scene. All a little over my head. Oh um, trees. Boy, that's tough when even the landmarks move. How do you find your way around there? I tried to uh my friends and I we like to film movies back in like seventh grade, right? It's fun. And uh we had a we had some grand plans for a Lord of the Rings parody. We thought it was gonna be the fucking funniest thing ever. We also we didn't really have the production value to parody, like the highest production movie. Ever, uh, but I was gonna play Frito Baggins, I was gonna be like a bag uh, of Fritos. We had some fun jokes, I had one of those for Romeo and Juliet. It Ooh. was the Hapulets and the Montagues. Oh god, Yeah, you know, this got filmed and produced. Oh <laughs> and no, there were like guns, but not like the Leo DiCaprio style. There was just weird continuity errors that we thought were funny. There was, uh, boy, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a very if, uh, Mel Brooks was less talented and a child, and then remade. That was very quirky. All right. I regret comparing it to something Mel Brooks has done, but... No, I get it. Yeah. I mean, hey, we're not all Mel Brooks, but uh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, so... Uh... Book seven is just... There's about a 300-page fight scene mm-hmm. um, where the the evil guys show up at the school... Because J.K.'s unca- incapable of having anything not occur at how, the school. How do you write a fight scene? In fact, I'm curious how someone submits, like, an action movie script. That's mostly fighting. Yeah, I feel like you either have to be super detailed or just very vague of, like, now they're fighting on the roof, another fighting on the <laughs> ground. <laughs> like, I don't know how you get that across. I just watched that new uh, movie where John Krasinski doesn't talk. Um, is he a mute? No, it's called A Quiet Place. It was actually, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, pretty, pretty tense and uh-huh. it's like a world where if you make a loud noise uh, okay. this new thing comes and murders you is it a zombie or an alien or a... it's kind of like an alien okay they're not they like they don't explain what it is but it it looks like an alien so okay. it's pretty much everybody has to just be quiet the whole movie uh-huh but the amount of dialogue in the film is next to zero okay so you've got to write a script where it's like okay and then this guy walks over here and then this person walks over here and then this person walks and then this and this so yeah how do you submit that when <sighs> there's there's a few paragraphs of people talking. Right. Interesting. That's crazy. It's like, uh, who's that uh, dude who did the social network? That's the opposite of him. Mark Zuckerberg. That's it. Facebook. A lot of words on Facebook. I thought we called Facebook, Facebook's whole, um, the Facebook oppression on society. I thought we called that the social network. Just like what Facebook did to us. Oh, I see. Actually, I'm not sure that I do. Yeah, I'm not either. Okay. Well, Facebook gave you a job. Mm. Yeah, that's what I do mostly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, book seven, everybody fights, and Harry Heri- magic. There's two things that need to be. What's a magic fight look like? It's real silly because, like World of Warcraft, it's literally. So the bad guys shoot red, and red kills you. Okay, we're thinking movie. In the movie. I'm thinking how this reads. Yeah, it, it reads real weird. It's like, and then he went, zuba da and he fires a thing at him, and he misses. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me that you shoot spells out of your wand. And can miss. And can, right. It's literally where you're pointing the wand. Which, I mean, is how a gun works, but doesn't it feel like... If you're willing with your mind a spell, you'd think you could will with your mind where it's headed. Exactly. Like that Wanted movie where they curve the bullets. Yeah. I know that doesn't I actually saw work, it, but... but... It's was Angelina Jolie in that? She was okay. She was my first crush as a, really? a blossoming young boy with hormones and feelings. A little on the nose, if you ask me, for a crush. Yeah, like. but I also think part of it's affected by what movies are coming out at the time. Lara Croft Tomb Raider came out in okay. her ad. Happened to be in a skateboard magazine. Boom! There you go. Makes sense. first poster. Makes sense to me. Yeah. I. Uh... Who was uh, yours? Mr. On the Nose. That uh I'm the guy who likes filtrums. Go fuck yourself on the nose. <laughs> Under the nose. <laughs> Under the nose. <laughs> that uh lady from Lamb Chop with the puppets. But anyway. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, but I bet <laughs> it's uh But it's funny. Oh, you give her a goog. Um because I have. So yeah, they have a big old fight, and Harry dies, and then Harry goes and he walks through like a fake version of version of heaven. And they're like, do you want to die? You can come hang out with us. And he's like, sounds pretty cool. And they're like, no, 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 you got to say no. And he goes, oh, okay, never mind. And then he comes back to life. And then somebody murders the snake. And the snake is part of Dumbledore's soul. Uh, Dumbledore or Voldemort. Voldemort's soul. Mm -hmm. And then Harry murders Voldemort. Okay, that was the last piece of his soul? Voldemort's last piece of his soul is himself. Okay, where were the other four polywogs? In Washington and California and... Yeah, they were all they, place, they were all things that had a significance to him. So they'd, like, figure out... What time. what holds significance to a guy who's been focused on killing a child for the past 40 years? Well, they'd go back and they go, this used, guy used to be named Tom Riddle. Oh. And uh, one time he was in daycare and somebody, like, stole his toy. And so he put his soul in part of the toy. Okay. And then they go and they, you know, smash a jack-in-the-box and they go, there goes one part of his soul. And then you have, also you have to like kill it with, I don't know, a sword for some reason. That doesn't make sense to me. But so they kill him and everyone goes, well, the school's destroyed, but this was worth it. And then they, uh, they, they, they win good triumphs over evil, except that Draco guy is still alive. But then they do a whole thing where they go flash forward 20 years. They've all got kids. Their kids are going off to college for the, or to Hogwarts for the first time. And boy, isn't it cute, because Ron married Hermione, and they've got a little girl, and uh, Harry married Ron's little sister, and they've got a little boy, and his name is James Albus Severus Potter. He named him after the three greatest wizards that Harry ever knew. Okay. And everybody winks at each other, and they all run into a brick wall, and that's the end of the novel. Run into a brick wall? What does that mean? That's how they get on the train. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I forget. It just goes through nothing. Goes through nothing. Which what? All right. So, oh god. Okay. So they're like these uh, these muggles. Muggles. Wha- yeah, they're not going to uh, like we're going to trick them by running into a brick wall, but nobody's going to be suspicious of a train track that goes into a brick wall. Yeah. So they go into the brick wall and then they come out on the other side. But you with the juxtaposition of how discreet yet obvious the wizards are, it's perpetually baffling. It's like they they literally use the same train station. Yeah, it's like closeted gays. <laughs> like we know what's happening for some of the time. Alright, I regret it. I really regret it. No, it's uh it's a theory. <laughs> but do you think the muggles are just like winking like, oh yeah, we knew you're wizard. Like, come on. Yeah. We still I don't... like you. Boy, I'm gonna really be very pro-gay the next couple episodes just <laughs> to make sure we're on the same page there. Yeah, but anyway, um it's a very yeah, we love the gays, and <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Harry wasn't one, but I don't know how to wrap this up, Adam. You have me yeah, spiraling. Right. All <laughs> right, so I, I'm always confused by the books or the movies that do the 20 years in the future thing. I liked when the Sandlot did it. It made me cry. Wendy Peffercorn, seven kids. Oh, wow. I cranked those out. Her and that Smalls guy. What was the age difference between her and that kid? Oh, it was a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. uncomfortable. And he's I don't got know p- why it worked. He just pretended to die, and she—I guess I'd feel pretty if I saved someone. Maybe he guilted her into it. No, that would be the other way around. Maybe he's just a great. Maybe kisser. she guilted him into it. Yeah, but he had a mouthful of pool water. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it. Okay, that's my secret. Uh, it's, this, before the ice cube trick was invented, it was just pool water. I go, you like chlorine, baby, and then I start making out. It's the nat. It's it's the uh, community's natural mouthwash. <laughs> communities all right well we appreciate the nms shuck community we appreciate you tuning in to possibly one of our longer episodes looks like a long one we just saved you fucking five years of reading Uh uh-huh or uh or 14 hours in the theater yeah uh thanks Thanks for tuning in if you enjoy the pod tell uh tell a buddy of yours you say hey it's a good pod out there give it a listen we'd like you to do that yeah uh, let your friends know. And uh, again, pitcher of beer at a, a cheap pitcher of beer. But uh, to send any money to Comedy Club on State in care of Adam S. Chuck, you guys have a fantastic evening. Have a good one.